Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was so tiny it's like the coaches on the other team would be like why is this tiny girl doing that why like I was called the tiny girl and at that point I was like I don't want to be the tiny girl like I'm playing these sports with girls who are triple my size and it's like I get hurt faster or you know like I have to be guarded less like it had this whole thing to it where I was like I refuse to be this tiny girl and so I went through a lot of insecurity with being too small and struggling to gain weight. And so I trained myself to become bigger. Like I trained my body to get bigger. I was lifting weights, eating like triple the amount of food, like as, like as if I was like a man. Like I was like, I need to get big. And it wasn't until like my relationship ended, I was still going through the insecurities and I just started to work on myself a lot and like work on my faith a lot where instead of being like, let me go to the gym to get skinny. It was like, let me go to the gym because I can, because God gave me two working legs that can go to the gym. Like it started to just, it was all a perspective change and all a mindset shift of doing things for my body, not to my body. Hey, Olivia, welcome to 8020. Hi, I'm so excited to be here and talk with you. I'm so pumped to have you on. We just recorded an episode on your podcast Mm -hmm. and it was so good. We got super open. I shared stories that I hadn't shared before. We shared some stuff that probably won't even make the final cut, which is kind of funny. (laughs) Um, And it was super fun. And this is probably, you're probably my most requested guest, which is super cool. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, I know that you said this on your episode too, but anytime that someone is like, these are my favorite podcasts, we're always right next to each other. So this is only fitting. It's only natural. I love that. I actually have a friend who was like, I told him I was recording with you and he was, and he's like a guy. He's not like, you know, the more typical audience. And he's like, oh my God, you're recording with her. He's like, this is going to be the Wait, best no collaboration. <laughs> Wait, who, who's your friend? Do I know him? His name's Kyle. No, you don't know him. <laughs> Honestly, him. The, the amount of guys that listen to my show, I'm kind of surprised. I have like a 92% female listening rate, yeah. which leaves 8% for men, which is really kind of weird in like a cool Yeah, way. I have had some guys. You don't have to like put this part in, but yeah, my, my best friend Kyle, he like loves you and loves your show. He's like, she's so beautiful. She's so this. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. Wait, that's so sweet. I'm like, well, wait, tell is Kyle- this a match made in heaven? <laughs> <laughs> tell Kyle I said hi. Oh, I will. <laughs> love that love that okay so olivia for listeners who don't know who you are can you just share a little bit about you yes so my name is olivia eve i'm 23 i'm from the new jersey new york area 
and I started my own podcast for you from Eve, I want to say almost three years ago now. And it kind of started as more of like a business hustle, let's be successful woman show. And it kind of in some aspects still is, but it's kind of become more of a holistic wellness, mental health space where I talk a lot about self-love and self-growth because I've gone gone through my own self-love, self-growth journey and I've and I've seen how lonely it can get. And so I've kind of been incorporating that more into my content. But yeah, I do some social media as well, Instagram and TikTok. Um, very realistic content. Like you'll see me coming out of bed at like 10 o'clock in the morning, like a monster on my TikTok. Love it. That's the yeah. best type of content though. And that's what people want to see. Like gone are the days of like the perfect polished morning routines. Yes. Like we want to see the real raw stuff and you're still in school, right? I am. So I did have to take some extra time in school because I transferred a lot, which okay. was also had to do a lot with like having a business and taking less credits every semester. So I pretty much finished this fall. I'm taking one more class. So I'm like not even considered a full-time student, but I'm taking one more class this spring, like once a week, every Wednesday night. So I consider myself to be pretty much done, but yeah. That's exciting. I also transferred a bunch too. So I feel like we have a lot of similarities in that. Like mm -hmm. I ended up never finishing so really? I'm kind of yeah I'm kind of the same as you like I I have a couple more classes but because I transferred so much like if I were to go back they're like all right but you need to do like 60 credit hours worth of residency here and so I'm just like these are all these unnecessary classes it's such a system like they just really want you for it is like yeah. I have had so many moments where I'm like I'm not gonna finish like I told my parents I was like not going to finish. Like I can't do this. They keep adding more and more. And it's like, I already own a business. I already can get on the path of success without my degree. I understand it's like something to lean back on, but it has caused so much stress in my life where I'm like, it has taken away so much time, so much money that I'm like, I'm not going to not graduate because of one class. And I think all the money my parents put in, I'm like, I'll get the diploma, but like, I will never push it on my children if they have another path for them, because it is Oh, it's just, it's a lot. It's such a system, like you said. It is. And I think nowadays too, it's like a lot of it's just kind of the BS and not mm -hmm. really the uh, the actual learning. So we can talk about this more off the mic, but I've got some yeah. beef with college. Um, not like it's a bad thing. Not like it's a bad thing. Yeah. I've toyed with going back. I've toyed with finishing because mm. um, I'm not too far away. So maybe I will. We'll see. Anyway, so you're in school, you own a business and you have a podcast, which is yes awesome. So tell me a little bit about the origin story of your podcast title. Yeah. So for you from Eve. So my middle name is Eve. My first name's Olivia. A lot of people think my first name's Eve. I kind of just let them, I, I love that name. So I'm like, if you want to call me Eve, you can call me Eve. Um, honestly, I wish I like had a story behind my title. Everything with my podcast now that I look back feels like a blur, even recording my first episode or like when people are like, why'd you start one? I'm like, kind of don't know. I feel like it just all happened very fast and it just felt like I was supposed to be doing it. So I just took the steps to do it. So for you, for me, like how I kind of viewed it was I was always the one my friends went to for advice. Like I was always the one sending audio messages and like on FaceTime with them, giving them advice about situations. And I feel like when I started my podcast, I was like, I'm going to be creating content for people from myself. So that's kind of where the title came from. And for you from Olivia just didn't sound as good. So I was like, I'll use my middle name. Um, so that's kind of how I started like the title and stuff. But as for the show itself, 
it started very organically. I just loved giving advice. I loved listening to podcasts and kind of put it together one day. And I was like, I've always wanted to have a platform. I've always wanted to spread self-love, self-growth, faith, all that stuff. So how can I do that? And I was like, if I love listening to podcasts and I love talking, then I might be able to kind of intertwine them and create a business out of it. So when did you start your show? I started it around three years ago. I think it was 2021. So during quarantine, I was, I always tried like a bunch of different business ventures that like never stuck. And then during quarantine, I was doing something else called wellness and wardrobe, which was like something I was totally just doing because I saw other people doing similar things. And then I started like an Instagram account, had like 30 followers on it. Like I had no followers and I was like, I'm going to upload a podcast episode. And then ended up recording one and then I ended up recording like nine or 10 within like three days and just uploaded all of them and was like, if I'm going to go all in with this, I'm going to go all in with it. Um, so yeah, it started about almost three years ago now and it was just in my bedroom with a $30 microphone from Amazon. And I really didn't even know how to speak in the microphone at that time, but just gotta like fake it till you make it with those things sometimes. Oh, absolutely. And that's the best way to start. Like it's so inspiring to hear that you just dove right in because I get asked so, so much, like, how do you start a podcast? What's the best way to start? And I'm like, literally just start. Like, there's nothing that you can't figure out. And the best way to do something is just to dive in head first. And you're still kind of doing that because you're in the middle of a January challenge, which is insane. (laughs) Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So about two years ago, or I think maybe even the first year of me starting my show, I wanted to find a way to like really put my show out there. And so I started this series called Eve Miss, which if you guys watch YouTube, you know, Vlogmas where they post a video every day from December 1st to December 25th. So I did that with podcast episodes. Wait, um, I did, I did Podmas too. Really? Yeah. I called it yes. Eve <laughs> I love that. Wait, that's so cute. I did that in 2021 and 2022. Yeah. I, I did it in 20, I think it was 2021 or 2022. I know it was just, I did it one year. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, that honestly helped me a lot. And I was like, why don't I do that again? And I didn't want to do it in December because I was in finals and I was like, I'm not doing that to myself again. So I was like, I'll do it in January when I'm done with finals. So I've been editing, I've been recording, editing and uploading an episode every single day. And it's been helping a lot with engagement, but it's, I woke up the other morning and I was like, I'm so burnt out. I was like, I'm so tired, but I was like, once I'm done with this month, everything is going to be smooth sailing from here. And it's like, I'm going to feel like I might even upload two episodes a week now instead of one, because if I could do this, like I can add It'll more feel to my like plate. light work. It'll feel yeah, like such light I'm like, work. Even my friend yeah. said it. She's like, you're going to feel like, like lazy after. And I was like, I know. I was like, I, I literally, but there's also so much I want to do for my company. So I'm like, I can start to like pick up on those things again. Right now I've kind of just put everything aside to focus on this. And it's been a lot, but the response has been great, which is like all that matters to me. Good. That's awesome. Cause that's like seeing the, seeing the good results from your hard work is always so encouraging. And when I did Podmas, I felt like people were engaging a lot with it, but I also felt like listenership per episode was lower it is just because because it it's like a lot of content I feel like people like couldn't keep up so that was kind of discouraging but then like the response was always really good I don't know I just so like so toyed with the idea of like doing it doing it again but I yeah. think I lost my mind when I did it so I want to know how you're um how you're dealing how you're doing yeah so I will like pile up days so for example so right now I'm not in school which helps a lot but I do also work a part-time job at a at an elementary school so I'm a 
special needs aid at an, at an oh my god I can't say that word at an elementary school so I do choose my days for that so I only go about two three days a week and then the other days I'm home so when I'm home I like to wake up pretty early so I wake up at like 5 36 and I'll record like two episodes before like 9 a.m or like before 10 a.m and then it's like by the time it's 12 31 p.m I forgot that I even did that and I'm like I can record another two more so it's like the days that I really don't have anything to do I just will record more than one episode and then the editing kind of happens when I'm like in bed later on in the day and I can just sit and scroll and there's been so many moments where I'm just like exhausted and I feel like something I've always been really good at and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing is just like never saying no to plans because of work it's very very rare that I'm like no I can't go I have work it's like no 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 I'm going to figure out a way to make it to this plan like I had a house party just a few days ago with all my friends and part of me was like, I should stay home tonight and finish editing this up episode for tomorrow. And I was like, you know what? Like if I do that, then I'm going to completely burn myself out. I was like, let me enjoy myself. I'll grind out everything I can. Going out will be my little reward. And then tomorrow I worry about it when I wake up. And I think that because I'm very, I never make myself feel guilty. And I think with owning your own business and having off days, it's very easy to feel that self guilt and self pressure. And I kind of release that and I'm like no do what's gonna make you happy and at the end of the day like you know you're gonna get it done so like enjoy yourself too and I think that helps me a lot with the stress that comes with it yeah I love how you said that because spending time with friends or even like penciling in plans is so important or else like your work day would last all night like for me I I know I need to like shut the computer down at like six or seven or I will literally work till two in the morning so I love that you have a good balance like that because it's so so important what is one thing about podcasting or podcasting this much that you wish people knew? The editing is, it takes a lot more time than people think. And I'll have friends that ask me, they're like, do you ever mess up when you talk in the mic? And I'm like, all the time. Like all the time. Yeah. I stutter. I kind of like, especially when I'm recording like three episodes a day, it's like at one point my words are just like, blah, blah, blah. like I forget how to speak. And it's like, I can't be social for the rest of the day. Like sometimes I come home like, I'll work all day from like 6 a.m. till 5 p.m. I'll go to the gym. I'll come home from the gym and my family tries talking to me. I'm like, I can't. I'm like, I've been speaking all day. Like, it's my time to just relax. So I think the hardest part is the editing because I mess up so many sentences. And editing a 20-minute episode will sometimes take like an hour and a half, two hours. So I feel like people don't really understand how much work goes behind the editing and how much work goes behind like finding guests and doing the research on what guests to have, getting ghosted on emails and getting ghosted by all these influencers. Like there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes of hosting a podcast. It's not just talk and upload. I so agree with that. I always say that the editing editing takes double or triple the amount of time that the episode is especially if you have like a lot of moving pieces or if it's just you and you had some points that you wanted to make but maybe you didn't like hit them on the head and you gotta like do a little I don't do too much rearranging but sometimes I do and so it really is the editing that gets me and then the ghosting all the time all the time they're like I would love to be on your show and then I reach out again and they're like like okay I thought you would love to be on my show right yeah No, I totally agree. And I think like Mm -hmm. things just get lost in the inbox sometimes. And I'm also the worst with this. Like I'm bad at, at texts. I'm good at emails, bad at texts, Mm -hmm. but, and then really, really bad at Instagram DMs. But I do agree. Like, it's just, it's a lot of administration and it's a lot of just like backend stuff. Like if, if people are like, so what are you doing today for work? And I'm like, 
I can't really like describe to you what I'm doing because I just have my checklist of like administrative tasks that I need to do and like writing podcast descriptions or doing the TikTok or doing the Instagram. And so there's just so much behind the scenes that I don't think that a lot of people see. And that's why when people are like, oh, like all you do is the podcast. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm like, I've got some other projects, but like, it does take up a lot of my time. What are some of your hopes and dreams for the podcast? If you could like do anything with the show, what would it be? So something I really want to do that I'm like, like lukewarm working on is I really want like a community where it's like, like a monthly community of people, like a subscription community, like an actual real legit thing where every month I get on a zoom call and I just have like conversations with my listeners and I can just like talk to them and they can ask like advice in the chat and like I can actually just talk to them and then even do like once a month like a workshop where I have a guest on that I had that month come on to the show and do like a live Q&A with all my guests like having something more interactive because I feel like the DMs are just not enough for me I'm like I want to sit down and have coffee with you guys like I, I really do want like a relationship with my community so I think creating a big community thing like that and having all these like perks to it I think would be super cool it's a lot of work so it's something that I'm waiting for this episode a day to be done with so I can start working on that but that's something I would love to do is just build an actual community and you know obviously it's nice to trend on the charts and to see your see your TikToks do well or see your podcasts and people's favorites um, on TikTok and on Instagram. So I think just continuing to grow, um, continuing to stay on the charts and, and building a community like that would be so cool. I love that idea. That is so mm-hmm. cool. Do you know, um, Kayla Rose, she hosts Skinny Dipping. Yes. We, um, we actually met, uh, two months ago. I think we met up in the city and we recorded oh, together fun. at Spotify. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Wait, that's so cool. I, she, I think she has, she's literally the best. Love she's her. like, I mean, the minute that you talk to her, she's like just pouring all this good advice yes. in me. She's like the sweetest soul. She's the best. I think she has a community of some she sort. She does. Yes. And we she's talked about so it. good at that stuff. Like she's mm-hmm. just such a rock star. So, um, I was going to say, if you guys didn't know each other to introduce you, but she, you're already ahead of me. Yeah, so yeah. I, I love that. I was like, I, was like, I want to make one. She's like, you should. I was like, oh, I, I'm going to, like, I want to make it really, really legit. So like, I just, I want to put in the work before I release anything. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the best way to do it too. Like be like very thorough and know where you're headed and know what, you know, the people can expect. I love that. I know that your listeners are going to love that too. That's incredible. Okay. So I want to shift a little bit into this woman self-acceptance habits. So I'm doing a series right now on my podcast called That Girl to This Woman. And if you guys have listened to the show for the past couple of weeks, you know that this series is all about shifting from a more like vanity and who the world tells me to be mindset to who God tells me to be. So Olivia, I would love to hear a little bit about your self-love and self-acceptance journey if you're open to sharing and what that's been like for you. Yeah, of course. So I grew up like a very bold personality. Like when I was in elementary school, it was like, like my brother was two years younger than me. And if like anyone used the wrong tone with him, I was like pressing them up against a wall and was like, this is my playground. Like I was very like 
the leader, the boss, like always grew up like that. And I was the only, I was like the first daughter, first granddaughter, first niece. So it's like, I kind of like held it down for everyone. So I grew up with a very strong personality, very confident personality. And obviously as a woman, you get older and those things change. And so when I was in high school, I played sports, was very competitive, but I was always very tiny, like not anymore. But like when I was younger, I was like, I entered high school, I was like 4'10 and like 65 pounds. Like I was a twig, I was short and I played contact sports like soccer and basketball and sports have been such a big part of my life. And because I was so tiny, it's like the coaches on the other team would be like, why is this tiny girl doing that? Why? Like I was called the tiny girl. And at that point I was like, I don't want to be the tiny girl. Like I'm playing these sports with girls who are triple my size. And it's like, I get hurt faster or, you know, like I have to be guarded less. Like it had this whole thing to it where I was like, I refuse to be this tiny girl. And so I went through a lot of insecurity with being too small and struggling to gain weight. And so I trained myself to become bigger. Like I trained my body to get bigger. I was lifting weights, eating like triple the amount of food, like as, like as if I was like a man, like I was like, I need to get big and I did it. And I ended up graduating. I ended up having like a huge growth spurt. I think I graduated high school at like five, five. I just had like my biggest growth spurt ever. Um, But then when I graduated high school and I was in college and I wasn't playing sports anymore, I was like, I hate my body. Like, I was like, I hate the way my body looks. Why was I working so hard to make it look like this? Like, I also struggled with acne a lot. So I never wanted to leave my house ever. Like, I would stay in because of it. I would think guys would think I was ugly. Like, I was like, they probably see me as the ugly fat friend because I have all this acne and I gained all this weight. Like, I was so self-conscious. And when you're self-conscious about the way you look, it affects the way you treat people. It affects how much conversation you have with people. Like, I wouldn't, I was in a relationship at the time. I was in a relationship for like four or five years. So I never had to think of like talking to guys at bars, but it was even like meeting my ex-boyfriend's friends or meeting new girlfriends at school. Like, I didn't have the confidence to have a conversation with people because I was so insecure in myself And it wasn't until like my relationship ended, I was still going through the insecurities and I just started to work on myself a lot and like work on my faith a lot where instead of being like, let me go to the gym to get skinny. It was like, let me go to the gym because I can, because God gave me two working legs that can go to the gym. Like it started to just, it was all a perspective change and all a mindset shift of doing things for my body, not to my body. And I think once I started to work out, Once I started to take care of myself, once I started to strengthen my relationship with God, I became very confident, very, very confident where now it's like I could talk to a wall. It's like I could talk to anyone. I present myself and it's like my inner child is coming back because my inner child was confident without knowledge. And it's like now I've kind of come back into that version of myself that was very sure of who she was. And it took a while to like crack open this shell again. But I have people tell me all the time now they're like, feel like you're like yourself now like you feel you seem so happy you seem so like lively and fun like I never knew you were like this and I was like yeah I was always like this but I guess I was shelled up for for years oh my gosh I have so many questions that I want to dive into like everything that you just said but I so agree that like our truest versions of ourselves are our childhood selves yeah 100 percent. and then the world starts to tell us who we're supposed to be Or in your case, you know, the coaches on the other team or Mm -hmm. girls on the other team are telling you who you're supposed to be or who you're not. And it starts to tear you down and wear you down. And I, I want to ask you 
about your relationship, if you don't mind. Do you mm-hmm. feel like because you were in a relationship, it almost like blocked you from becoming more confident or stepping out of your shell? Yeah, I think that when you're in a relationship, you're very comfortable. Like you're mm-hmm. just like, why am I going to go make new friends? I already know I'm going to hang out with my boyfriend on the weekend. And it's like, I never had an urge to make friends. I also grew up, so I, I'm Middle Eastern. I grew up within the same community. Like we are a Syrian Orthodox. We grew up in the same church. Those have been my friends my whole life. Since the moment I was born, they were my friends. And so because of that, I never reached out to make new friends. I was like, why am I going to make new friends? I have friends already. I have a boyfriend. I have my family. Like I, I had no urge. Like I'd walk into high school or college, put on, hat on, walk into the gym, put on, hat on. I had no desire to make any friends or meet anyone new. And then when my relationship ended, I obviously lost a boyfriend. I lost the best friend. And I also lost all his friends and all his family. And it's like, you notice like half of your life is missing now. And you're like, wait, I'm really lonely. And like, I never felt the need to break out of my shell. And then I kind of like, once I started to become confident and started to become like, okay, in in my loneliness or just in being alone, I started to make a lot new friends. And I was like, this is what I should be doing. And I think that it's, it's normal to get comfortable. I, I get it. I think that I was very comfortable, but I think stepping out of that comfort zone, I've made an amazing friend. Like I've made a new best friend, a new sister while being in college and just breaking out of my shell. And I'm very grateful and it kind of shows like the silver lining of what can come from something that, you know, you thought was going to completely ruin you. Yeah. So I have a very similar story. I dated a guy for three years Mm -hmm. and pretty much all through college. And he was like a crutch for me. Like I felt like because I had this guy, I was like, I was set. I was good. And then my life changed drastically and he wasn't a part of it. And I was like, wait a second, who am I without this person? I think that when you're dating someone, especially in like your late teens, early twenties, it's really easy to like lock in and identify Mm -hmm. so heavily with, you know, okay, I'm I'm so-and-so's girlfriend or so-and-so is my boyfriend and like, just make that your identity when in reality, like these are such transformative years. And so similar to you, as soon as that relationship ended, I was like, wait, who am I? And I had to go on a complete like soul searching journey. I think that that's true with every breakup though. Like you kind of have this moment of like, wait a second, I poured so much of my identity into this person. Yeah. So my question for you is, do you have any potential hesitancy that you might lose yourself when you do start dating? Cause that's a huge fear for me. Yeah, I feel like, you know, when you go through a breakup, you don't just lose that person, you lose a part of yourself, you lose a whole identity of yourself, truly. And I feel like at first I was like, this is horrible. I was so heartbroken. Then I was like, wait, like I was talking to my best friend about this, who was also going through a breakup. I was like, we didn't get to meet ourselves yet. Like, I was like, how exciting is it that there's a version of ourselves and this girl inside of us that we haven't met? And I was like, that's what I kind of held on to is I was like, who I was with him is different than the girl that's going to come out of this and is different than the girl that is going to heal from this, you know? So it's like meeting all these new versions of yourselves. It's exciting. And I think I've also learned a pure love cannot be a love of attachment. And I was very attached to my ex because I also dated him when I was 17 to 23. Those are very like pivotal times of your life as like a woman, a man, anyone. Um, so yeah, like like you said, I formed my identity with him intertwined in it. It wasn't just live, it was live and blah, blah. So I think like I, I realize now that 
I can't get attached in my next love. It can be like this person adds value. This person adds happiness. This person adds love and support and care and protectiveness into my life. But if they were to leave my life, that won't get removed from me. So I think the biggest thing to do is make sure you're providing yourself with security, with love, with care, with support, with happiness, so that when someone comes in, all they do is they add more of it. But if they leave, they're not taking any of it away from you. Because before, like I waited for all that to come from someone, I didn't care about giving it to myself. And I was young. So it's like, that's so normal and okay. And I actually saw on TikTok, like apparently the most common age to go through a breakup is like 22, 23. So I feel like it is a very common age where you start developing as a woman and you're like, I need to release myself from this. Or maybe they break up with you or whatever. And it's like, I know now in order to not feel that attachment or to not lose yourself, it's make sure you're very sure of who you are. And this is why God makes us wait sometimes. Like I always say, it's like being in the waiting season is tough, but there's a reason you're in the waiting season. Like I know last year I was like tripping over some guy that I wanted to date. And I look now and I'm like, if I ended up dating that guy a year ago, like that would have been the worst decision. Like that would not have worked for me. So it's like, just trust that God knows what to do with you. God knows when to put the person into your life. It's, it's okay to go on dates and figure it out and talk to guys and whatever. Like it's okay to learn what you like, but I've also learned like I need to stop searching because you'll never have to chase what God is sending. And so when God does send that person, I'm going to be ready to receive it. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's such good advice. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like when you're in your early twenties, just trying to figure things out, like I'm such a different person than I was a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, like if I were to meet someone right now versus a year ago, like I'm going to want different things in a person. I'm going to look for different values. And I think that that's just a part of growth. And so on my self-acceptance journey, I've changed everything, even including like what I would want in a guy. Um, So what do you think has been the biggest changes for you in your self-acceptance journey? Yeah. So I think when it comes to self-acceptance, it's accepting that one you're not going to be the best version of yourself every day. Like I can wake up one morning at 5.30, go to the gym, have coffee, finish my whole morning by 8 a.m. and then be in bed by 9.30 and do it again the next day. And then three days from then, I could wake up at 10.30 and not get out of bed till 12. It's like, just accept that you, the self-love, the self-growth, the self, like the healing journey in general, it comes in waves. And it's like, sometimes the waves hit the rocks and that's okay. Like you're still healing. You're still growing. It's just, sometimes you have those little setbacks. And I think just accepting that I'm a human being and that these things are okay. And these things are normal, I think has been so helpful. I I don't ever feel like guilty. Like if I like wake up and I'm like, I don't want to go to the gym today. I won't go to the gym. And it's like, I won't like be mad at myself later and be like, why didn't you go to the gym? It's like, I will never feel self guilt or like get mad at myself for anything. Cause I'm like, at the end of the day, we're all just doing the best we can. And everything is intention. If you have an intention to be kind an intention to be faithful an intention to be healthy and all that stuff that I think that matters more than like the actions you take. So I feel like I just try to accept like not every day is going to be a good day. And like, these things heal in time. They work in time. God works in time. So just accepting that like my time will be my time and to stop thinking that I know better. Do you have any little like tangibles or micro habits that you do every day that help with your self-love and Mm self-acceptance? So this like one makes me sound crazy, but I like 
talk out loud a lot like i oh, me too me yeah too. like i know it sounds crazy but it it, it does help it's it's really I love just talking like, to myself yeah yeah like brushing my teeth and saying my affirmations out loud like i saw some girls do that it. on tiktok i was like wait that's a really great idea so i started doing that i love affirmations i love just like talking about myself in a positive way i think that it just really like you really do trick your brain when you say things out loud so it's like the more yeah. you say it the more you're gonna believe it um so i'd say like as for daily micro habits i would say doing my affirmations talking to myself um going to the gym is like huge for me i used to like not i mean i always grew up playing sports but i spent like a year or two not being active and now that going to the gym is like part of my every day it's like i can't envision a day i don't go to the gym it is it, it really like that dopamine release or whatever they call the endorphin release it is everything like it really does help and it's like i'm not scrolling on my phone like i'm not like overstimulated like i'm in a workout room with a bunch of women blasting music and just like go in my own zone like i had pilates this morning and i was just like in a zone moving my body feeling great and like later on i'm like i'm gonna go on a walk and black blast music like it's just it really does help me and i hate being that person that's like you should work out if you're struggling with your mental health, but I promise you it really does help. So I love affirmations. I love working out. I love journaling, but I'm not that consistent with it as I should be. Um, and I love understimulating myself. Like I love just like putting on a meditation and sitting down and just not thinking and just like relaxing and just, it's okay that you're not going to be productive for like five, 10 minutes. It's like, you can afford to take a break from your brain. Yeah, I love all these habits. The affirmations is huge for me. And more for me, it, it's more like just the words that I use when I talk to myself. I also resonate with you in the way that I used to have really bad acne. Mm -hmm. And I really struggle with my relationship with my body. And I was so mean to myself. Yeah, so, so, so mean to myself. And I swear that just made everything so much worse. Like your body hears what you're saying. Like every cell in your body hears what you're saying about it. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not being nice, like it's just going to fight back. And yeah. so I felt like I was like holding on to weight. Like I could not lose weight for the life of me. And I had horrible acne, like up and down my jawline. And I swear to you, when I started just being kinder to myself and stopping like bullying myself. I was like mm -hmm. such a mean girl. And so. when I stopped doing that, everything changed. And now I get a zit here and there, but like everybody does. And, um, I think that that really was such a game changer and moving to, but also changing my perspective on movement. So when you were in high school and you were working to build up, um, you know, build muscle, did you ever start to develop like any sort of resentment to the gym? Like if things were going your way? Yeah, like I like I said in high school I played sports. I just tried to be like as big as I could because that's what you had to do when you played physical sports. Um and then I didn't work out for a while and then during quarantine, like during that weird time, I was going on walks every day and I started to lose a lot of weight and I was like this is awesome. I love the way my body looks. And then I started going to the gym and I started to play with weights and I like started to look bulky like I know people are like no that's a myth it, it's not a myth like it, it's for me at least personally like I got bulky I was playing with weights obviously my body is going to get bigger when I am playing with weights so I started to do a lot of strength training and I was getting a butt and I was like whoa I have a butt but then I was like wait my stomach is bigger my arms are bigger my chest is bigger my shoulders are like I was like wait I don't like this and so about a year ago, or maybe even like eight months ago, I looked at myself and I was like, I'm building a body that I don't 
think I like and that I don't think I fit into. And it's like, I'm not going to get mad at myself and be like, oh, I hate my body. But it's like, I'm not happy with the way I look. Honestly, I'm not happy with the way I feel. I did not like how my body felt after strength training, to be honest. And so I was like, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to only do cardio. Maybe I'll start Pilates. Like I'll start stuff that's more feminine. And I'm not saying like every woman has to do feminine workouts like Pilates or walking. I think if you strength train and you love the way your body looks and you love being strong, go ahead and do that. But for me personally, I was like, I want a more feminine build. I want to be thinner. I want to be more toned. And it's like, I have people that are like, no, you should want this. And I'm like, I don't care. Like at the end of the day, everyone's body is their body. And it's like, I feel the most feminine and the most confident when I'm doing Pilates or when I'm walking. So I did build build a resentment with the gym when I started to realize like I didn't like the body I was building, but I was like, it's okay. We can start over. We can start walking again. We can start doing Pilates again. We can start doing hit again. We can start doing more fat burning workouts opposed to trying to bulk up. And so I think I just realized like when you realize everything is in your control, it's like, why am I going to sit here and cry and be pissed about the body I've spent the last two years building? It's like, maybe that's what I wanted two years ago. And now I don't, and that's okay to change your mind. And now I kind of know like what I want my body to look like. I know what I want to feel like. And I feel better after a walk in Pilates opposed to like two hours of lifting weights. I think you hit the nail on the head right there when you said it's all about how you feel because I was the same way for such a long time. Like I would just go to the gym and I would do like the most random assortment of workouts with the machines and stuff. And I was like, this is pointless. Like, I don't like the way that I feel. I don't actually feel like I'm getting a good workout in. don't like the way that I look. And it just contributed to such yeah resentment in the gym. And, um, I love that you talked about like more feminine workouts. And I think that there's such a balance, especially as women between like strength training. I love strength training. I do it at least twice a week, Mm -hmm. but anything more than that, I'm a little bit like, "Mm, I don't know. Like I truly, I feel swollen because it does. It like swells you up a little bit. And, um, but yeah, incorporating more yoga, Pilates, love a good walk. I truly just, it's, it's all about how you feel, you know, like what am I feeling that day? I also think too, like depending on where I'm at in my cycle, huge mm-hmm. difference do you cycle yeah, you're not like your to like lift weights on your period correct yeah yeah I, I never knew that there I was like squatting 125 on my period and I'm like why do I feel like this like yeah pay attention to your cycle well and I think too like I always spent a lot of time I used to spend a lot of time trying to keep up with the guys and you know trying to lift what they're doing or like do their workouts or you know i'd follow an influencer on instagram girl girl or guy doesn't really matter but it would be like a really tough workout and i just wasn't at the right spot in my cycle and my body would like fight me for it and i feel like like that contributed to more breakouts like i mentioned before and just like not loving my body because i wasn't giving it what it needed in the realm of movement and when i truly started paying attention everything changed Exactly. Or like even like when you're sick and then you take a like a few days off the gym and then you go back and you're not even lifting a quarter of what you were lifting before and you like get so stumped. I was just tired of feeling like that way. And I was like, I'm just going to do what makes me feel good. Not what makes me like, it's good to be competitive, but I'm like, I'll just sign up for a basketball league. I don't, I don't need to throw it out in the gym. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I, took like 10 days away from the gym because I took a little bit of a vacation and then came back from the vacation. I needed a vacation from the vacation and so I wasn't (laughs) feeling well. So I didn't go to the gym. So it had been like 10 days since I actually did strength training. And I was in there and I was just getting my butt kicked. And my friend walked in and was like, 
yo, why are you slacking today? Like you look really bad. And I'm like, wow. I know just as a joke out of, yeah, out of love. Yeah. It was like, you don't look good, Lil. And I was like, no, I know. So honest. And he's like, I'll walk in here, but like someone's tired today. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, okay. The guy friends are, like, are brutal sometimes. They so are. I'm like, you know what? I'm a girl. Relax. <laughs> I'm just a girl. Uh, are there any other pieces of your day that help contribute to your self-love journey that you cannot go without? Like non-negotiables, anything in your day? This is so corny, but like the people in my life, like my sister, my best friend, like I can't go a day without talking to my sister or my best friend for like even a few minutes. Even if it's like the stupidest recap and I'm like, this is what happened today. Like just like talking to people like helps me a lot. And it's like very underrated. I think I also went through a lock-in period, which you talked a little bit on my show about how you went through a lock-in period where I want to say like maybe a year ago when I was going through the heartbreak or through the breakup, I like locked in for a few months where I wasn't going to bars. I wasn't going to parties. I was like, all my notifications were off. Phone was always on do not disturb. It was work, classes, gym home like that was it I didn't talk to my family I didn't talk to my friends and I was locked in and I'm happy that I did it because I did kind of grow a little bit but I also realized like how much talking to family and friends during day like affects me and how much it like can better me so I think that just being surrounded by people that love you and support you is so important because I've been around people that don't love and support me and I see how it changes my days. So just being around people that truly do have your best intentions will help your mental health. It will help your happiness, your your own self-love and your own confidence. Um, so that's kind of like a daily thing is making sure I'm spending a little bit of time talking to the people that show me love. Um, and also I'm a really big, like this kind of random, like very big planner. Like I've just looked at my to-do list and I was like, wait, I go every day planning stuff because if I don't plan something, I get overwhelmed, I get stressed, I get overstimulated. And then if I feel like overwhelmed and stressed, I'm like, you can't do this love. You can't get this done. And then I get like down on myself. So like planning things out, it's very motivating. I have vision boards. Like I have all that, all that good stuff that, um, that helps me with like my day to day. Okay, I want to shift a little bit and talk about your faith. So you are pretty open about your faith on your podcast, um, but could you just share a little bit about your testimony? Like, did you grow up in the church? Was it something that was always important to you? Yeah, so I did grow up in the church. Like I said, I, I'm Assyrian Orthodox. So Assyrians were Assyrians and Armenians were actually the first to ever like in their villages, take on the Christian Orthodox religion. And like, it was during a world of war where if you said that you were Christian, you would get killed. And so the Assyrian genocide, the Armenian genocide, that was like a really big thing where it was, these people died for their faith. They all died for their faith. So growing up Assyrian, I was like, I need to have that kind of like strength within me as well to be like stand so strong in my faith so that was something that like I grew up with that like until I got older I didn't really realize like how cool it is to come from what I come from and like how amazing it is that like ancestors of ancestors you know like way back then like died for their faith and it's like there's so many things that I can do for my faith that doesn't thank god I live in America and that's not something I have to worry about but I grew up in the church grew up in Sunday school grew up in the choir all that stuff and then when I was in high school, you know, like I stopped going to church. It's not that I like didn't believe in God anymore. I still wore my cross. I still prayed every single night. I think I've been praying every night since I was five, but I wasn't reading my Bible. I wasn't going to Bible studies. I wasn't going to church on Sundays and I wasn't acting like a Christian. 
Um, and it honestly wasn't until about a year ago where I was like, all right, Liv, like you are a, you're, you're phony. Like you say you're Christian. What do you do? You wear a cross. What do you do for that? Like if anyone ever asked me, are you religious? My answer would always be yes. But recently it's like, yes, because this, yes, because that. And I wouldn't, I don't know if I have necessarily a testimony just because I grew up in it. But I think the reason I decided to get so close was because I dealt with very bad anxiety, like really, really bad anxiety after my breakup, because I just like when, I think when you're like stressed and sad, like your heart knows it and like your body knows that you feel that way. And so I would wake up at like three, four o'clock in the morning and like go into my parents' room and be like, I'm having a heart attack. Like you guys have to take me to the hospital. Like I'm going to die tonight. Like I was like very anxious and very like, like I, I, that those were my thoughts way more often than it should have been. And it was one of those things where like, you don't want to tell anyone because you're like, I don't want to be sound crazy. Like, it's like, what if, if I just called up my friend, they're going to be like, are you crazy? Like you're healthy 20 something year old girl, like stop thinking those things, whatever. So I never told anyone about it except my parents. And my mom comes into my room one day. She's like, let's start therapy. And I was like, okay, because growing up in a middle Eastern household, you don't really get that. Like, it's more like you're fine. Get over it. Like it's very, and I, I grew up in a very tough love household. So I kind of was like very like, let me start working on myself really. Like, let me go to therapy. Let me start like picking up my Bible more. And so I guess my testimony was having all that anxiety of like every single day thinking something was happening to my body, thinking something was happening to me. I was going through very bad depression. Like I was like at a very low point. I don't think people realized how low of a point I was at because I was still uploading episodes every Friday. I was still posting on my For You From Eve Instagram. Like I was still doing all those things. So no one really had to question it, but it got to a very low point where I was like, my, like God is going to heal me. God is the only thing that's going to heal me. I can go to therapy. I can journal. I can do my affirmations, but my real healing is going to come from Jesus. So I started to really like pick up my Bible more. My TikTok For You page started to give me more like, you know, quotes and stuff. It's like, it kind of just started to come to me. And then in the past few months, I signed up, like I told you, for Sunday school teaching at my church. So I'm like, now I'm going to show up every Sunday and I get to like be with the kids, which I love kids. So I was like, it'll be good for me and trying to like read my Bible more. I still don't do it every day like I should, but trying to read a chapter a day or a devotional and just journal. And honestly, like I don't really focus too much on, did I get my Bible reading in for the day? It's more so like, how was my relationship with God? Like, did I think about God when I woke up and did I think about God when I went to sleep? I, I don't remember the last time I didn't pray before sleeping. So that is like the biggest thing for me. So I guess my testimony and just the reason I got so close is because I was struggling very badly with anxiety, with depression. And after my breakup, I went through some friendship losses and I was like, it felt like my world was like literally crashing down on me. And I was like, if anything is going to save me, it's going to be God. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's Mm -hmm. such a good testimony. Like don't for a second think that you don't have one. Anxiety (laughs) is such a, such a real scary, like evil thing. Mm -hmm. And so many people deal with it. And so for someone who's maybe in the shoes that you wore about a year ago, what's one piece of advice that you would tell them? I would say if you're someone that struggles with anxiety, do not let outside noise, like make a difference on you. Because I had so many people be like, here she goes again. Here she goes with this. Like she's crazy that she's this. And then my cousin said something once because I I don't remember exactly what I was talking about. Um, And someone was like, she's crazy. She always thinks something's wrong with her. It's this, that. And my cousin was like, unless you live a day in their brain, you do not get to say anything. And that like stuck with me because I was like, you know what? Like 
at the end of the day, no one knows what you're thinking. No one knows the way your brain is working, the way your heart is working. Like, so if I could give you any advice, it's just don't even like waste a second. Like you're going through your own internal stuff. Like just deal with it on your own and block out that outside noise. I know it's difficult, especially when you want to like cry for help or ask for help. But I promise you, if you have yourself and you have your faith, that truly is all that you need. Yeah. So I um, really struggle with anxiety as well. And that's part of my testimony as well is just coming mm-hmm. back to Jesus because I was like, all right, well, there's nothing on this earth that can, <laughs> that can heal my anxiety. So I need mm-hmm. to call on him. And so was there any like tangible strategies that you could give the listeners, whether it was a resource or a prayer that you would pray or just something that if they're feeling anxious that they can reach for Jesus and just make it a little bit easier? Yeah. So I like wear a cross. I actually just got cross tattooed on me, but yeah, it's, it's the Orthodox cross. That's so pretty. Like looks a little different, but, um, I have, I always wear a cross. I'm not wearing it out because I went to Pilates and the sauna and whatever. Um, whenever I got anxious, I always just held my cross and it was like something that like brought me back to life. Like it, it sounds so weird, but it's like, when you're in that moment of like hyperventilating, I do breathing exercises and I hold my cross and like that's, and I've had many, many moments where I'm at a bar, I'm at, I'm at a party, wherever it is with my friends and I just can't breathe out of nowhere where I'm just standing in a room and all of a sudden I can't breathe. Everything is like, like I'm, I'm, it's like an out of body experience. It's like, I'm there, but I don't feel like I'm there. I can't move my feet regularly. Like it is a very weird feeling, whether it's social anxiety or regular anxiety, whatever it is. Um, and so like, when it comes to like finding God in those situations or, you know, just doing a day to day, just holding my cross. And also the biggest thing is just talk to him. Like literally like I've gone in bar bathrooms and like prayed because I'm like, why am I so anxious? Like I am just like, I have the worst anxiety right now and I'll go in the bathroom. I'll do a cross. I'll be like, God, everything is in your hands. That's it. Like that's all you can do. And I think at night, like I think everyone should pray every night. If you know you have a relationship with God, you should talk to him every night before you go to sleep. That's my favorite time. I can't go to sleep without praying or else I'm anxiety. Um, but just like talk to him. Like it's not like I, I get very like thankful for our religion because it's like not a formatted thing. It's like yeah. have a relationship with God. You don't I'm not like gonna talk about other religions, but it's like with our religion, you can just sit there and you could literally just be like this and just be like, hey God, and that's it, and just yeah. talk to him. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. And I think that you just need to just treat him like a best friend. And I and I promise you, like, if you just talk to him a little bit, five, ten minutes every day, it's like you can't just say you love him and never talk to him. It's like mm-hmm. if you had a boyfriend and you didn't talk to your boyfriend all damn day. You don't think your boyfriend, like your boyfriend's gonna be like, hello, like I'm here. And you're gonna be like, oh my God, like it's the same thing with Jesus having a relationship with them. Or if you didn't spend time with your boyfriend, if you told your boyfriend you love him, but then you go and kiss someone else, it's like telling Jesus you love him and then going and, you know, doing something sinful. It's the same thing. So I think when I shifted my mindset that way too, it like puts a lot into perspective. Cause like how many times is your boyfriend going to forgive you? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such good advice. And I think too, like once you start praying, whether it's, you know, every morning or every night or, you know, wherever it fits in your day, I'm so there with you. Like every night I'm like, okay, so, and then I, you know, you know, I'm like, Hey God, so let's talk. Um, but I think too, like then it starts to trickle into like, before you do certain things, even like before this podcast episode, I was just like, you know, Holy spirit, like, you know, let me say what needs to be said and, you know, Mm -hmm. make it, you know, 
smart and glorify you and all that. And, you know, before I teach uh, group fitness too. So before my classes, if I'm feeling anxious for whatever reason, or even yeah. if I'm not feeling anxious, I'm just like, you know, Lord, help me through this class. Like, you know, may it, you know, continue to glorify you, whether it's like, you know, music or even like workout poses or, you know, whatever it is. I'm just like, yeah. it, it's something that's now integrated so seamlessly into my life and become a part of my daily routine. So mm -hmm. I love that you mentioned prayer because it's so powerful. So, powerful. so, so powerful. So for someone who might be kind of either hesitant to start sharing their faith online, or maybe they, you know, I mean, cause as a Christian, uh, there's backlash, there's backlash and there's, you know, the ways of the world and then the ways of the Lord. And, um, you can't really have both. So for someone who's maybe hesitant to share their faith online or really just struggling because they're straddling between seemingly two worlds, what piece of advice do you have for them? I guess that's kind of two different questions, but yeah, 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 I get what you mean. I and like you said, we get a lot of backlash. Um, Christianity is the most mocked religion in the world. It is a very, it is like if you mock any other religion on the internet, you're getting canceled. People are yeah. talking about you. You're losing mm -hmm. followers. But when people mock Christianity, everyone is silent. Like everybody is silent, and it like actually makes me sad to say that because it's like I've noticed it. Like I remember like Demi Lovato did this like cover art where she like put backward crosses and this blood and like all this stuff and people were like this is so cool what cool like this that and i'm like um no or and like, I, I remember or like the new the new doja cat song what what is that's it that's like um it just talks about the devil and yeah, like, like it's a catchy follow. song like i find myself like tapping my foot but then i'm like wait like yeah, everywhere like, you look everywhere you look mm -hmm. it's it's everywhere it is everywhere and i remember like the Demi Lovato thing was the first thing that I ever posted that had to do with like standing up for my religion because I was like, if someone posted your sister, your brother, your friend, your significant other and made fun of them, you're not going to defend them? Of course you are. There's also a very big thing with the social media and this and that where it's like there's a thin line between being a Christian, having a relationship with God, but then also like being that Christian that looks down on others. And so that's why I think I also don't talk about faith a lot is because I will post my faith. I'll post Bible quotes. I'll, I'll post all that. But then I'm like, what if people judge me because I'm posting myself in a sports bra doing my workout, you know? So I feel like that's also why it's very tough. And I think when it comes to like people being afraid to speak about their faith, like, I just think that's like silly. Like I've never really been in like a position where someone's like, are you religious? And I'm scared to say yes, or like embarrassed to say yes. You know, it's like one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I am. And like, I, I don't know. I don't want to get like political, but Candace Owens like talks about religion a lot. And I remember she was like on this podcast and she, um, someone was like wearing a cross and she was like, Oh, you're wearing a cross. Are you religious? And the girl's like, no. And then she's like, well, then why are you wearing a cross? Was that the one of her with like a bunch of like girls? Yes, like, the sitting whatever in, like, a podcast. Big... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She absolutely like just Destroyed laid her. into them out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Loved that I'm like, show all right, go ahead, girl. Like, well, I just think the cross is, you know, it's, it's fashion. And Candace like, would you walk around with a yarmulke? Like, no, you wouldn't because that's a religion. Yeah. Like you yeah. don't just wear other religions. And it's like, okay. that's something I think like when you kind of like take con like power in your faith and confidence in your faith, you become vocal without even realizing it. Like I've become yeah. vocal without realizing things. Like I called someone out the other day for they're wearing a cross and they said they're not religious. I'm like, what What do you mean? Like I, you mm -hmm. can't do stuff like that. So I think that like once your relationship with God is good and powerful and strong, you don't have a problem being embarrassed to like talk about your faith. 
Yeah, absolutely. I also think too, like just knowing him and having a relationship with him gives you confidence to speak about him and just gives you peace. And I firmly believe that. And I think too, like we're just, we're called to share. And so it's Mm -hmm. almost hard not to, like once you get to know him and once he's done so much good in your life, you're like, how could I not share this? Mm -hmm. How could I not just want more people to know him? You know? Okay. So we're going to end the episode with a little bit of rapid fire questions. So don't think too hard about this. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm just going to hit you with blabble it. after each. No, but that's okay too. It. Like if you, if you've got like a lot to say, like I won't cut you off, you know? Okay. okay. So, um, first question is what is your favorite song on repeat right now? Oh, this is so corny, but unwritten. <laughs> Really? Anyone but you movie? (laughs) That's so sweet. That's a good song though. Repeat. I also listen to a lot of like Arabic music. So like I've been in like an Arabic music mood too. That's awesome. All right. What's your favorite day of the week? Oh, I love Fridays. I love the work week is done. Now you get to set your weekend. I love them. I love Fridays. Love it. When do you feel most inspired? When I'm in New York, when I'm just like on a train onto the city by myself, I have to be in New York by myself, walking the streets of New York by myself. Like when I go to Spotify recordings in the city, it's like I get very inspired walking around or at the beach. Like if I take a little getaway to Florida or Bahamas, I'm always writing down like content ideas. Best NYC recommendation. Ooh, like food or just in general? Just anything. Any recommendation. Ooh. What's like your top? Like someone's going and they're like, you got to go here. Where is okay. it? Okay. Oh, this is so hard. Um, honestly, I'm a big rooftop girl. So I would say hitting a rooftop in Brooklyn. Brooklyn's a little bit of a headache to get to. Williamsburg Hotel Rooftop in Brooklyn in the summertime. Go up on the rooftop, get drinks, get a little food. It is it is one of my favorite things to do in the city in the summer. Brooklyn's a headache, but it's so fun. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a non-negotiable part of your morning routine? Ooh, coffee. I, I love coffee. Like I, I wish it was something more like healthier and wellness. Nope. It's, it's coffee. I need to have my iced coffee in the morning. What is your coffee order? So I make my own coffee. Um, I like was a big going out coffee girl and like, I just, the sugar just like grosses me out now. So I usually do like my Nespresso pod with like um, I get this like organic dark maple syrup from Thrive Market. So I'll put some of that in there, some cinnamon, some ice, and then some like macadamia milk. And it is so, so good. Oh, that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, and then the final question that I have for you is the average age of my listener is about 22. So mm-hmm. if you could go back and give your 22 year old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Let go and let God. I think I try to take way too much control of my life. And in our 20s, we tend to try to take too much control, whether it's our love life, our career life. It's like, do what you can. Do everything you want to do today, today. Get that done. Put in all the work. God will do the rest. Everything that's meant for you, God will not let you miss out on it. Love it. Thank you, Olivia, so much for joining me today on the podcast. If the listeners want to find you online, where can they find you? Yeah. So thank you for having me. This was so fun. Everything is at for you from Eve. So my Instagram, my TikTok, I've been pretty active on. So for you from Eve there, my podcast is for you from Eve. Um, yeah, I have like a hoobie with, with everything on it on my Instagram bio. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please be sure to give it a rating and review. That just helps more people find and listen to the show. Be sure to come back next week for another episode of the That Girl to This Woman series. I love you guys so much. Have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you soon. Bye.